Han dies. This is spoilers. This is spoilers. Hey, welcome to spoilers. Whoa. It's been a while since there's been a true spoiler like that. Nice. <laughs> Clear cut, straightforward, right to the point, just like this podcast won't be. But hey, welcome to Spoilers, Star Wars Episode 10, The Force Awakens tradition, or edition, not tradition. I'm your humble host, Pappy, and I have the privilege of piloting this review because I won trivia on Josh's episode last week, Pan's Labyrinth. Josh, we'll introduce you first. How's it going, and how excited are you to talk TFA? as the kids call it. Well, it's going to be hard to come off of that masterpiece that is Pan's Labyrinth, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty I watched it a couple times. I watched it on the plane today again and I am ready. And I live in Elkhart. Are you excited? I'm ready. There we go. Also joining us from the Elkhart, Indiana area, your host of the Beetlejuice episode during October's spooky spoilers month. We have Mikey Mikey, what's up? How's it going? Uh, yeah, I'm ready to get into this. I actually enjoy these newer Star Wars movies, so let's go. That That's interesting to me because you are a notorious hater on the podcast. <laughs> you really hate some things and really like some things. So you like the new Star Wars. That's your designation? This uh, These Star Wars movies are I'm very peculiar, or particular about. Uh, I don't know. We can get into that later, but... Yeah, I, I enjoy the newer ones. Interesting. Interesting. Well, a man who's making his spoilers Star Wars debut, Brett Kelly from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Brett Kelly, what's your level of fandom for the Star Wars franchise like? Uh, hello, everybody. Um, I've always been a fan of Star Wars. I mean, I have weird takes on some of the old stuff, but I can tell you right now, the excitement awakens inside of me. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Gross. And last but not least, <laughs> we have Jordan from North Carolina. Jordan, play that sweet, sweet train whistle and tell the audience how you're doing. <laughs> uh, doing well. Thanks, Pat. Um, I'm still kind of speechless from Mikey's shocker there that he likes this Star Wars. I'm stunned. Why? Should Because he shits on him all the time. He's always shitting <laughs> on him. <laughs> I think overall it's not a good franchise, but I think what they're doing now is a, a step in the right direction. I think the first three, the original three are pretty good movies. And then they had a huge misstep with the prequels episode one and one through three. And then these newer movies lately are a big step in the right direction. Well, I do want to pick up that conversation in a second, but since we all introduced ourselves, uh, we had, Spoiler Man, record a special opening crawl for us. Hit us with that opening crawl, Spoiler Man. Luke Skywalker has vanished. In his absence, the sinister First Order has risen from the ashes of the Empire and will not rest until Skywalker, the last Jedi, has been destroyed. With the support of the Republic, General Leah Organa leads a brave resistance She is desperate to find her brother Luke and gain his help in restoring peace and justice to the galaxy. Leah has sent her most daring pilot on a secret mission to Jakku, where an old ally has discovered a clue to Luke's whereabouts. 
Luke has vanished in his absence. Luke. <laughs> Great job as always, spoiler man. That's why we pay you the big fiver Do you each think time. So? <laughs> God. <laughs> Do you think he's forcing it a little bit? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Good job, spoiler man. But the first topic that I wanted to talk about here on The Force Awakens was it seems like the internet community has kind of done like a 180 on this movie. Uh, everyone, when they first saw it, like really loved it. And then there was like sort of like a Red Letter Media pushback. And now there's like some more videos out there hating it. Jordan, I want to open up with you. What do you remember about like when you first saw this movie, The Force Awakens in theaters? And then like what what do you think about it now? Has that changed at all on this repeat viewing? Uh, yeah, I mean, I remember coming out of the theater and being pretty just excited about seeing, uh, this new adventure, this new part of the story. Um, and I sort of remember like getting online that weekend that, uh, I had seen it and there was already sort of a groundswell, uh, like on Reddit and stuff of people like, ah, like the, the story hits all the same beats as, uh, the fourth movie. Um, a new hope, a, a, a new hope. Yeah. A sorry. new pope. A new pap, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and so I think that was kind of there, but it's definitely gotten stronger. And I've, I mean, I've watched this probably three or four times uh, total now, and I I still think it's pretty solid. It, it, I can see people's points with how it it rhymes and everything with that original movie. No, but... don't say rhymes. It's like poetry. They rhyme. <laughs> oh, they rhyme. <laughs> well, Josh, you jumped in there. What do what do you think about this? You, you're certainly old enough to remember the original Star Wars. Oh, you bastard. So. <laughs> yeah. Can't believe that happened. Yeah. yeah. So I, I got swept up in everything that you mentioned, Pap. I mean, I had fun in the theater with this movie. I went to it twice. And um, I, I kind of like just in thinking about it then over the course of like a year, year and a half, I grew kind of bitter about it because of how much it copies A New <laughs> Hope. But... Um, <laughs> I I feel like there's been another turn, a third turn, uh, as I watched it twice here this week. And so we can get into that a little bit as we move forward. Well, Brett, I'll give you one last chance. Uh, like we said, we don't know a lot about your, your fandom of Star Wars, but you, you seem to enjoy this movie. You said it made you feel good inside or something. No, I was just making a bad pun. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm, I pretty much mirror what Josh said. I thought it was really cool in the theater. And then I think uh, something Stevie said last week was, Oh, no, it was maybe you, Pat, that you didn't like it as much the second time you watched it when you got home. Um, and that's kind of how I felt. I was like, oh, man, it's kind of boring. And then when I watched it again tonight, I was like, oh, it's pretty cool. So kind of mirrors everybody how else. Could... Brett, you said the word boring. I don't I don't think no. I've ever heard anyone argue that it's boring. OK, maybe just like I was just like, Ugh, yeah, when's this going to end? I don't that sounds way, that sounds way worse. Uh, it's um, a long movie. Yeah, it's, we were it all complaining long, about the running time. No, it's not boring. And, uh, I don't know. I guess we'll get into it. But I liked it a lot in the theater. And the second time, I was just kind of like not as pumped about it. And then today, I actually quite thoroughly enjoyed it. So sorry, I, I got woke watching it. So. <laughs> <laughs> When I think Brett Kelly, I do think woke. But I, I'm on the same page as you guys. I, I, there's actually a lot of this movie that I love or really like, but there are some parts that are just extremely frustrating. So I agree. 
today, actually, the way I want to go about spoiling this is, is to start off by focusing on elements of the movie that I really did like. And I think that one thing this movie did really well was casting, mm. quote unquote, the next generation of Star Wars or whatever. I think that was even like the tagline on the film. Um, so what I want to do is like step through four or five of the main characters that like uh, made an impact on me. And then feel free to bring up any scenes that you guys remember uh, as being significant with them. But I think we need to start with uh, Daisy Ridley, of course, as Rey. Um, she's established herself in this first movie as a new face of Star Wars, uh, the analogous character of Luke Skywalker. Uh, Brett, I'll come back to you. What do you think about Daisy Ridley as the new face of Star Wars? Uh, actually, I thought she was really good. Um, she kind of had a lot of good chemistry with pretty much everyone she was on screen with. Uh, just to get my red-blooded male thing out of this i remember thinking in the theater man they're really trying to make her not good looking but i thought she was like really pretty on every scene she was in so i thought that's she was, why we go to you first brett yeah for that I, kind of analysis yes there we go <laughs> but uh, yeah no she's like all dirty and sweaty but i don't know she i thought uh, she did a really good job <laughs> tell us more about the dirt and the sweat <laughs> nah <laughs> I love the opening scenes with her on Jakku, as Boris Man would say. That's just Tito. Wants you for parts. He's no respect for anyone. Your antenna's bent. Where do you come from? Classified, really. Me too. Big secret. Jordan, what do you think of Daisy Ridley as Ray? Uh, I think she's pretty great. Uh, I think that they really, or she really nails kind of the like tomboyish attitude uh, throughout the movie and trying to kind of be her own person. Um, I, I still think that there's a lot that her character's like background needs to be worked out, but I mean that's writing. That's not her as an actress, and I think she's really good in this movie. The background is supposed to be a mystery. Yeah, but I don't like like the flashbacks later on where she's just like a little kid, like no stab when she's in the house of the undying, <laughs> like having all those visions. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I think the part with her at the beginning when she's establishing the rapport uh, with BB-8 is pretty great. But personally, I think my favorite part of her performance was her chemistry with John Boyega, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Finn, a.k.a. FN2187. Uh, Josh, what did you think about sort of that chemistry and then maybe transitioning to John Boyega's performance? Yeah, I, I think you mentioned like, the new cast is awesome and they did a really good job of welcoming all those characters in. I think and um, Finn and Ray having such a bond helps that but I gotta say it is kind of confusing because there's like this weird love possible triangle between Finn, Poe and Ray and Poe or Finn seems to be maybe going both ways He's confused if he wants to go with Ray or, or Poe. 
Not like there's anything wrong with that. No, no. I'm just, I'm just saying. I, I honestly, I, I think that's theorized in, on the internet. He does have a pretty big man crush on Poe. Oh. Oh, no. Poe Dameron, you're alive? Buddy. So are you. What happened to you? What happened? I got thrown from the crash. I woke up at night, no you, no ship, nothing. BB-8 says that you saved him. No, 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 it wasn't just me. You completed my mission, Finn. That's my jacket. Oh, oh. No, 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 no. Keep it, it suits you. You're a good man, Finn. I need your help. He gives him the jacket, and he's... They embrace several times. They do have quite a few stairs walking back and forth past each other. Gotta keep in mind, it's like literally the first real person he's ever met, though, so... (laughs) That's true. I was thinking about that, too, today, Brett, that he creates bonds rather quickly. Yes. But he doesn't have, like, anybody in his life now that he, like, left the Stormtroopers or first unit or actually pappy that's a question i had maybe had is like do you did you like how you said they did a good job welcoming him but did you feel like his storyline was kind of thrust in there with like two lines of dialogue and that was it he's like they took me as a baby i never knew my parents and this is all i've ever known bam yeah i mean of all the problems i have with this movie i don't think that's the strongest writing but it, it ranks very low as far as complaints go i mean Star Wars is the story of a select group of very, very, very special people who might or might may not be influenced by some sort of godlike force. So if he was at the right place at the right time, that doesn't bother me as much as like you guys mentioned his relationship with Poe at points. I thought that they were a little bit too comedic Um, Finn and Poe both sort of serve as like the smarmy, uh, not uh um unreserved un uh referential type characters what did you guys think of them were they sort of over the top at any points or was it okay like i'm thinking of like droid please from finn as maybe a time when it was a yeah little bit and it's like line. at the climax of the movie towards the end when finn is making jokes like about like han's mannerisms Han's trying to like show him that Ray is okay and climbing that wall. And he's like, what are you doing with this? This with your face. What's this with your face? And like, it didn't seem like a very good time for humor. I don't know. That one, that one missed for me. Do you remember that? We'll use the charges to blow that blast door. I'll go in and draw fire, but I'm going to need cover. Sure. You're up for this. Hell no. I'll go in and try to find Ray. The troopers will be on our tail. We have to be ready for that. Oh, there's an access tunnel that leads. Why are you doing that? Hmm? Why are you doing this? I'm trying to come up with a plan. Yeah, I don't know. I think that they, like, between this and there's a few other scenes, or at least one other scene with, like, stormtroopers in this movie where they definitely appear to be more human-like than they've appeared in previous movies before they were just, like, dumb, dumb clones, and now they're, they are a little bit more humanized, I guess. They're actually humans in this. <laughs> they were not clones. That's... Right. Yeah, they were they not were clones, clones in... ever. Aren't they? Yeah, they were all clones. What's Attack of the Clones? Not in the They're original trilogy. They're supposed to be, aren't they? No. How, how do you know like that? Like the ever... New Hope, Empire, and Jedi? Yes. <laughs> They're clones in that. A lot. No. What are you talking about? They're stormtroopers. Anyway. 
Let's uh, let's move on <laughs> from. Do you guys not know about Star? No, I just watched the movies. The clones, They're like, fun. All die. <laughs> I don't go into the backstory. I don't go into the mythology. Yeah. I just watch the movies. Josh, please. Speaking of, speaking and that's why of you don't like the old story. ones, Mikey. Speaking of backstory, Adam Driver, a.k.a. Kylo Ren, has a very similar backstory mm-hmm. to all of us on the podcast, being a Mishawaka, Indiana native. Uh, Mikey, Friend of the pod. Uh, emo Kylo Ren was a meme going around for a while. What did you think about Adam Driver as Kylo Ren and, and the new Darth Vader, a.k.a. character? Uh, I think he did a good job. I mean, this is... Uh, when I first watched this movie, this was like the first thing I've ever seen him in. I never watched Girls or any other uh, movies or anything like that that he's been in. So, I mean, just going off of his performance uh, from this movie, I thought it was good. Um, I mean, I guess it's a lot easier to act behind that mask for half of the half of the movie. So, I guess that kind of takes something away from it away from the performance but the the later half of the movie where he's fighting in the woods and where he kills Han Solo I think he does a a good job I I liked him I I mean honestly I don't see him in a lot of stuff anyways so I don't have a lot to base it off of I thought it was cool how he was portraying someone who's trying not to fall to the light side it's kind of mm-hmm. like a subversion of what yeah. happened in the original trilogy and I, I thought he played that pretty spot on and mikey the helmet on it i felt like that added to the mystery to him and i thought he actually did really good voice work overall and if, but of course i'm going to stand up for my mishawaka boy though yeah so. i guess i i guess i just don't like the design of the helmet i think it the darth vader helmet looks so much better i guess so it's hard to compare this newer he, helmet, I guess. <laughs> he would be the first to admit that the Darth Vader helmet <laughs> is far cooler. This is like all dented up and stuff if you like look at it up close. There's like a bunch of dents in the face and stuff. I don't know. I guess it, that just goes with his character. His character's a little uh a little crazy, I guess. His lightsaber is kind of uh unstable or something, I guess. It's uh rattling all all the time i don't know his character is, just comes off as an unstable character all around so it was an interesting process that i've never done before to be able to tell a lot of story without actually being seen and then what is the difference when he takes off his mask what do you find instead of this menacing figure that you're used to or someone that's kind of like more mustache twirly and obvious that it was actually someone more human jj always wanted him to have a cape and a hood I had it patterned so that there would be a lot of movement when he was fighting. There's chips taken out of it. It's not perfect. It's less manicured, that costume. Putting it on, it was like such a <laughs> an event. I was so pissed by the time, you know, we were ready to start shooting that I felt totally ready. This might surprise, I don't know if people probably won't agree with this, but he was definitely my favorite part of the movie, and I was, I know, I know, uh, yeah, I was captivated, like, in every scene he was in, to be honest with you, so I thought his mask was cool, I thought his attire was cool, I thought he was cool that he was, like, an angsty little teenager type, I don't know, I thought he... Well, the, the writing for him is stronger, I think, because you are aware of what's at stake for him and his family ties, whereas Ray 
I mean, we're trying to take stabs in the dark at what her family heritage is, but truly she's, we don't have any tie to her background or who she really is. And I think that's kind of a common theme. I know we aren't to the negative parts yet, Pat, but I think there's a lot of mystery and it's kind of designed that way, but it provides for some kind of shallow moments in the film. I was appreciative though that they identified that uh, uh, Ben Solo, a.k.a. Kylo Ren, uh, was the daughter of Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher because (laughs) based on the original trilogy, uh, Adam Driver looks nothing like Harrison Ford or Carrie Fisher, <laughs> let alone their, his, their child. <laughs> he has black hair, he's gangly, he's much taller. But I do I do want to talk about those two returning characters because, I mean, uh, Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill, doesn't really have much of a role in this movie that we can discuss from an analysis perspective. But Harrison Ford joining the three-movie, one-holiday special club with this <laughs> film. Um, <laughs> the greatest honor of all. Uh, he has... A lot of like super memorable parts because they're contained in the marketing for this movie, like Chewie, we're home. Um, that's not how the force works. That may have just been after the movie, but uh, I thought that he gave a really good effort. I think a lot of like sort of Harrison Ford films post like 1990, he's known for sort of phoning <laughs> it in, but I thought he did like a really good job. I think a lot of that was because he knew he got to die in the movie. Uh, Josh, what did you think about Harrison Ford uh, as Han Solo? Honestly, I can't really figure it out. I go when I watch the movie, and I'm not trying to like contradict what you said, but it seems like sometimes he is working hard, and other times he's just a dude on a set trying to get his paycheck. Uh, I mean, it's a real possibility. That's how he lived his whole <laughs> career, and now he's just less. Good looking than he used yeah. to be. So and some of his charm <laughs> and like mannerisms and trying to like be Han Solo, it seemed a little forced. And I think that's just because of his age. And I hate to say this, but I thought the same thing true with Carrie Fisher. We'll um, come to her because I have some very strong opinions on Carrie okay. Fisher. Okay. It, let's try to be gentle let's there. Stay positive. No. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. I'm glad she's dead, but go ahead, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Oh, man. Go ahead, Josh. I, no, I'm done. What? <laughs> no, I, I see what I, you're Pat, saying. I think, like, you, yeah. I think the show's done. I think Go you ahead. bring up a good uh, a good point where Han Solo or where Harrison Ford is kind of putting in a little more effort because he know his he knows his character dies in the end. I think that's a pretty good point because I don't think I think even Harrison Ford would say that Han Solo is not his favorite character that he's ever played. He's been begging for him to be killed off since the initial trilogy. <laughs> and it took like 45 years, but they finally did it. I mean, there are moments in his performance where he looks like an old man who's confused. But at that point, I was like, oh, that's just who <laughs> Han Solo would be at this point. He's old and he's confused. and He's had a tough life. Uh, Jordan, what about you? What did you think of Han, uh, Harrison Ford? And maybe even Chewbacca, too, is his... Uh, Side sidekick coming back with a new coat of fur, apparently. <laughs> Chewy, uh, yeah. we're home. We're home. <laughs> I think that a lot of the like the really strong portions of his performance have been just overplayed, and like all the commercials for it, trailers and everything. Um, and I honestly, I didn't really like his performance or even character in this movie all that much. The only line that I really like that he has is when he's uh, he 
is trying to like walk in BB-8s in his way and just says like move ball like, <laughs> that was so funny <laughs> <laughs> that really makes me laugh every time um but yeah for the most part I kind of agree that I thought he seemed like he sort of mailed it in um and he just kind of seemed like he was there uh for portions of the movie I didn't need him correcting Ray on the number of parsecs that the or the uh, Kessel Run whatever I didn't need that coming out of his mouth I felt so unnatural I kind of liked it. Mm. Well, you tell him that Han Solo just stole back the Millennium Falcon for good. This is a Millennium Falcon. You're Han Solo. I used to be. Han Solo, the Rebellion General? No, the smuggler. Wasn't he a war hero? <laughs> this is a ship that made the Kessel Run in 14 parsecs. 12! <laughs> I don't know. I don't, think he's, I don't think he's mailing it in at all because he's in a large portion of the movie he's like the main character almost i don't know i don't think they'd ask him to come back if he was just gonna mail it in but i, I don't know yeah that's a good point also th- I, th- I think it's weird a few of his uh little interactions with chewy i know that they had to obviously like play on that bond still but like when he like oh let me try this bolt this uh bolt blaster thing for the first time since i've ever known ever. you like yeah that doesn't really play for me. And then like a few of the comments about them being like cold and stuff, like I, I could have done without, but I mean, he's, I, I would say he's average, not necessarily great or terrible. Take off that mask. You don't need it. What do you think you'll see if I do? The face of my son. Okay. So last but not least, yeah. uh, let me, let me frame this by saying that during the ramp up of the marketing campaign, for the force awakens carrie fisher was without a doubt the best part of that because she was a loose fucking cannon she was just saying like random shit like she was going crazy uh she was definitely enjoying her time in the sun i'm just gonna go out there and say this that she cannot act worth a shit in this movie she is by far the worst part and she seems to be confused out there she seems to be sort of lost in like what sort of emotion her face is supposed to be conveying. And apparently there's supposed to be much more backstory of that character explaining like why the resistance formed. And those were all deleted cut scenes. Um, I don't want to be too harsh because she's dead and she'll be dead forever. But uh, Mikey, what did you think about princess? Ge- oh, excuse me. General Leia in this movie. I mean, has she ever been, the best actress or the best actor in no. these movies anyway. So, I mean, also and that's, what, what and that's was when the, she was working once every 30 years. Yeah. What, what was the last thing that she did before she made this movie? I mean, I can't falter too much for just being stiff, I guess, but I, I don't know. She's not a, she's not the best actress, but she, it, she's playing. She happened to land into this iconic role and, you got to bring her back uh, for these movies if you're going to reboot this franchise. So they may do with what they had, I guess. Can we get into the causes here? And again, try to be as respectful as possible. But do you think it was that... Here, Here's what I think it's a mixture of. Her not acting for a really long time. Her not being a very good actor in the first place. And cocaine. Her being really old and due to being old, <laughs> having like a ton of makeup and maybe, I don't want to speculate, but work done that makes your face, like her face was literally stiff. She was stiff person. My wife said it looked like she was so doing I, like CGI, like half her face was CGI. That's what my wife thought when she watched. 
I don't think it was, but she just looked really weird and didn't seem to fit in. And she's actually 15 years younger than Harrison Ford. I don't think she looks 15 years younger than Harrison Ford. So, so I... go ahead, Pappy. Sorry. No, no, no. You're totally fine. I, I'm completely in agreement with that. She looked very stiff and almost CGI. And in the sort of making of special features that come with the DVD, they do like a documentary and like usually like on those kind of things, especially from Disney, everything's like rainbows and sunshine, but they straight up say at one point, yeah, Carrie Fisher's like first two days on set, like nothing was usable. Like she just could not act. So I think it could have even been like partially nerves too, from her perspective. Like, you know, this is her, the only reason why she's famous other than being uh what's her name's I, w- I would not be surprised by that at all i mean she this is what she's known for and they haven't made a star wars movie that features her in 35 years so i mean it would, i would theory. be surprised i would be surprised if she came back and just stepped right back into the role like nothing has changed so she's conspiracy old. theory she's, if she's, she's an old lady if she's nervous and she can't take the heat she might turn to her old pastime of drugs which would hasten possibly her demise in the end I'm not saying that's true and it's horrible to speculate but could there be truth to that Pat well I think without a doubt uh, Mickey Mouse killed Debbie Reynolds and then killed Carrie Fisher because her performance was so bad and they couldn't have her in the franchise anymore she was literally assassinated by the Walt Disney Corporation. Um, contact <laughs> podcastboilers.com. <laughs> Stevie's not going to like that at all. I'm the custodian of Princess Leia, so it's my job to kind of protect her. It's my whole life, so I was very nervous. The first day I had was this massive scene. I was scared that I would make mistakes, and I made mistakes. Destroyed maybe the one chance we have of finding my brother. She hadn't acted in a while. You know, I think she was nervous going into this. It was basically the worst day I've ever had on a film set in my life. Then it ended, and I got to go to sleep and come in another day, and it was better. Once we started to do it, she seemed to fall into it very easily. To bring a character to life that you hadn't played in 30-some years, I mean, I understand for all of them how daunting that could be. Carrie's an amazing and unique person. Staying in the positive, though, there, there were a bunch of other really minor characters, too. And I don't want to stay too much in this space. Well, Pat, there's there's I, a couple of plot, I do have plot a, points I want to get to. Go sorry, yeah. I do have a positive about Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher. I mean, you liked Harrison Ford. The rest of us really didn't. But I think that their bad, maybe, performances made the new cast shine all the more. That's a good positive. That sounds good. I, I didn't hate Harrison Ford, though. I don't. Don't let me in with that. But we're okay. Yeah, we're split. We're split. But yeah, that's Sorry, a, that's a really good point, though. I think. Well, and even like I think that like when they first made Star Wars, they weren't attracting the best actors in the world in the late seventies. Now they kind of are, and one of those being Andy Serkis. Uh, Andy Serkis is without a doubt the best motion capture slash performance capture artist of all time. Oh yeah, uh, he plays Supreme Leader Snoke, and there's a lot of speculation about who Snoke is or what Snoke is. I'm not very woke on the Star Wars series. Does anybody have Darth any... Darth Plagueis or Plagueis. That's who everyone 
It's like it was positive. great to see Jar Jar Binks reprise Jar Jar, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's maybe Luke. Oh, what? Wait, Luke? really? Uh, it's kind of a dark horse theory, but I kinda, think that yeah, I kind of like that. Kind of like, like the Emperor. How in the first trilogy he was like kind of playing two different roles. Like Luke could possibly know that if the Resistance gets to him. They'll like turn him back to the light side because of whatever his history may be with Ray and Leia. That's lo- a dark horse. I love it. I love that. That's good. I never. I haven't heard that. You may have heard it here first. Yep. Did anyone else think that Snoke was a hundred feet tall for like the first two thirds <laughs> of the time they first saw his movie, and then, oh shit, he's a. Hologram. Good luck beating his lightsaber. Oh, shit. Uh. I didn't know anything about Snoke until I saw this movie for the first time. I was like, "Who, who the hell is that guy?" But no one. I don't did. know. They can just, yeah, they can just introduce a new character and not say his name for an hour, and I'd just have to go with it because I don't know anything about Star Wars really. But Pappy, no one knew about Snoke prior to, did they? Really? I don't know. I'm not a fan of the books. Um, all of my friends who are a fan of the books, they're some of the biggest detractors of this first film because, like. It kind of just shit on all of the mythology they had been reading for the past 10 yeah, years. Yeah, they wiped so. out all that stuff and consider it not canon. So, hence the reason Kylo Ren's name was Ben and not what it probably originally was. I think that they had to do that. I mean, they couldn't just follow the books that were written by... I mean, there were good writers that wrote some of those, but... Well, were they just writing <laughs> no. books because they thought another movie was never going to be made? And then they finally, Disney picks it up and they're like, oh, we, we don't want to use any of this stuff. So we'll just retcon all of it. Basically, yeah. What if someone else beside you came to you and said, I want to make episode seven? Could you see that happening? No. No, absolutely, positively, you're really ap- closing the door without right. any wiggle room whatsoever. Right. There is no episode seven. Even for someone else to come up with. Well, it's it's there's possibility there may be uh, another offshoot movie somewhere about an offshoot character in that world, but not episode but not about seven. Luke Skywalker, not about uh, you know that group of people and that struggle to bring uh, democracy back to the galaxy. Play the George Lucas clip on sixty minutes. There will never ever ever <laughs> be an episode seven, <laughs> but. Any any other sort of cameos that you guys want to touch on? I'll, I'll open it up to uh, to you guys for any other performances or characters who stuck out. Well, I can't believe no one's mentioned Oscar Isaac. I think he's pretty good in most everything I've seen him. And I know he's kind of – he shoots into the movie real quick and then is gone for like an hour and then comes back and then is kind of gone again. Well, not really, but I don't know. I like Oscar Isaac, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with him. I agree. He's one of my favorite characters yeah. in this, I think. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. I, I was going to say, like, uh, you know how they're making all these character movies now? They got a Han Solo movie. I would rather see a, a Poe Dameron movie than a Han Solo movie, which I'm. A hundredfold. A yeah. hundredfold. <laughs> yeah. That scene where he's flying through the air and uh, John Boyega is like, holy shit, that's a great pilot. Like, that scene is just awesome. Yeah. He's like picking off individual the soldiers on the ground, like beep, beep. It's the resistance. 
to scare you. Copy that. We're with you, Bo. Yeah, no, Oscar Isaac's one of my favorite actors in the game today, and he actually starred in another movie with uh, Domino Gleason. Yeah. Yeah. A.K.A. (laughs) General Hux. Uh, Yeah, that movie was Ex Machina. Uh, Brett, what did you think about uh, General Gorbals, a.k.a. General Hux? (laughs) Yeah, I was actually actually (laughs) going to bring him up. Uh, I thought he was uh, really good when he was really quiet, and I think almost kind of like a very nazi-esque except he's except he's irish so show some respect right um um and then it's almost like almost like a comic book that's that's jewish man come on aaron gobra all right um when he's like yelling and stuff it's almost like purposely over the top i don't know he he's uh he had like a really big three years from like 2014 and 2016. So I expect to see him in a lot of movies coming up and his dad's a famous actor. So Brett, I had in my notes, general Hux's speech too hard, too fast. Yeah. It's uh, it's almost, I mean, it's really over the top, but uh, I like him and I think he's good. And I actually haven't seen ex machina, but he was really good in the revenant. So what? No, Pappy. He's he's another character who has no background. You have no idea where he's coming from, except he's just like a turd. <laughs> I can accept those things on face value, though. Like the fact that if we're trying to introduce a new story, like the original Star Wars doesn't answer any questions. Like, why is there a dragon carcass on Tatooine? That's never ever addressed. Like, yeah, that's background. That, but that's... even General Tarkin, like, at least he's like an old dude that's in leading an army. This is like a 25 year old redhead that's in charge for some reason that is somehow like super fanatical. I, I felt like they needed to explain some of it. Well, that's, I mean, that's another point too, that that kind of even red letter media is hit on is that in the original trilogy, it's George Lucas sort of casting what he knows for better or worse. Like this movie goes out of its way then to, to cast like a female, leader of the army uh Gwendolyn Christine uh, aka uh Brienne of Tarth from Game of Thrones uh she doesn't have enough to do in this movie in my opinion um, it looks like she will though um looking at the next preview but i heard a lot of well yeah you know, a lot of people were upset about her role and apparently she's like super tough but she's like how's she a- not dead why didn't she why, get why did she up? just like willingly Dude, her and Hux survived. She... Yeah, for sure. But she just like willingly like gives like up like lowers the shields, like doesn't really like really play a part in anything. And they never take off her helmet. <laughs> it's a complete waste of perfor- of a performance, really. I mean, they marketed her so hard and I'm sure they sold a lot of toys. And if Stevie was here, he would agree with me that that was probably why she was in the movie. I was told that I was going to absolutely love my costume. And they put the helmet on me. I looked in the mirror, and I think I just giggled quite a lot. Jordan, did you think Captain Phasma, her character, at least looked cool? Any positives to take away? I mean, I guess she looked cool, but I, I totally agree with what you guys are saying. Like, her, she's a really good actress, and her few scenes that she's in like don't make a whole lot of sense in the grand scheme of things. Um, and it's hard to kind of separate that from like her character, I think. 
interestingly like when you wa- yeah when you watch the uh special edition like uh, apparently like the sketch of captain phasma was just like a concept sketch and they were literally like throwing it away and kathleen kennedy walked by and said oh what's that this has to be in the movie so like okay well i guess this is gonna be captain phasma then I, so they got kind of shoehorned that. I heard, oh, as far as like this being kind of like a retelling of the original series, I heard that they're trying to make Phasma this trilogy's Boba Fett. Mm. Uh, I don't really think it's paid yeah. off well so far. Also, I think all of these new characters that they've introduced, who's not to say that they're not just going to make a new spin-off movie featuring every single one of these characters? I mean, they could all get their own movie. Ray, a Star Wars movie. <laughs> to, a, to a year for the rest of your life. <laughs> Forever. All right, so th- three more th- three more quick performances I want to touch on. Uh, really cameos. Yeah, Lupita Ninjago as Maz Kanata. I really hate the scenes that take place in Maz's castle, but I think she's great as the character. Uh, Lupita Luongo. Lupita Luongo. Oscar winner, yeah. Well, what's to hate, Pappy? I, I, the, the scenes in the castle, we'll, we'll touch on this in a second, but I think she's great. I think that that's when the nostalgia porn factor steps over the line a little bit too much. It's a little bit too cantina for me, but I have no no, yeah, ooh, yeah, yeah. no qualms with her performance. Sweet Star Wars jam, yeah. though. Very true. Uh, we had Simon Pegg as Uncar Plut, <laughs> and... I always was surprised that the, that's mine didn't really take <laughs> off as a meme. That feels like it should be a meme. I have that line written down. <laughs> He's the uh, the guy who's given out portions. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, those, he was the slavers. Yeah, he was terrible. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even recognize him. <laughs> I love Simon Pegg, but yeah, I hated that guy. So. That's mine! And last but not least, it's one of the most commonly quoted movie trivia facts but daniel craig is of course an uncredited stormtrooper and he's the one who ray somehow knows that she can do the jedi mind trick to him uh that scene also didn't really rub me the right way because how how does she know that she can influence someone's thoughts like that the force is talking to her (laughs) dude i i've seen a lot of complaints about that scene too well she didn't like five minutes before she just like stopped uh what's his face from getting into yeah. her mind. Mm-hmm. I figured she kind of knew something was up. Well, Jordan, what complaints have you heard, though? No, I mean, just like uh, along the same line as yours, I had read those online, and after I saw the movie the first, I was like, oh, yeah, that was kind of uh, forced, I guess. Um, but after watching it, back, <laughs> ha, after watching it back a few times, I feel like she's in a position of like pure desperation and is literally just trying to like do whatever she can like it doesn't bother me that much anymore yeah it doesn't bother me either i like maybe that single scene isn't that bad but in general her progression of learning the force is pretty shitty it's real fast it's pretty fast and shitty and i think it culminates in what i think is probably the worst single moment of the film when her and kylo ren are fighting and there's like that 30 second where they're just like frozen in place staring and it doesn't seem to be in slow motion, and there's no explanation for why they're not fighting, and they're just standing there. Is that like when Kylo Ren's trying to recruit her to his AAU team? He's like, you need a coach. I think that's, I think that's <laughs> why they were standing there. He's trying to get her, whether it's for good or for bad, or who knows. But I guess we'll find out in the second movie. 
and she just like hears the word force and then all of a sudden like goes into her little force trance and comes out and just starts destroying with an ass yeah well we kind of jumped into like the problems we have i guess so <laughs> i i've i have one more character pappy go ahead please I, yeah. I, I don't know who the actor is but the uh the other stormtrooper commonly referred to as tr8r traitor <laughs> <laughs> that part's pretty cool when they when they fight The guy who has like the big long, like he has like a sword type weapon. Like okay, I got a question about laser that. axe or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what is that thing, and why can't a lightsaber cut through it? Well, it makes no question. sense at well, all. General Grievous invented those in the third movie, at least in the book that I read. Um, they made weapons that could stop lightsabers. That's why they has that little glowing electrical stuff conductivity around it. How many so, lightsabers are they coming up against? Why does he have that? Good question. I, I mean, well, this if is it's, uh, if it's, it's, if it's power. A, it's just a plot. It's just a plot ploy. Like, let's all get right, over book it. nerds. It's, yeah, <laughs> book nerds. Let's get to five grown men complaining about a movie for children. <laughs> what I didn't like about this movie, Pappy, we're is we're star- spoiling it. We're five men spoiling it. We this movie's hey, that book star you read is killer, this, waste of time. The Star Killer base plot line is the worst thing to happen to this movie. It had a MacGuffin, find Luke. It had motivation, like we gotta find Luke before they do. Like the whole fact that they introduce a new, bigger Death Star really, really, really bothers me. And it really like kind of fucks up the whole plot and like pacing of this movie. Uh I guess yeah, what did you guys have any other similar problems to the plot and then were they because it was too similar to New Hope? I, just a side note. I think I, I think a pro. Go ahead, I didn't go, bro. I was gonna. It's just it's stupid. I was just gonna. You think? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> Sorry, you can go. Hey, out. so uh, Brett, what did you think about that? No, I, just after two Death Stars blow up and this one blows up, I'm gonna be really mad if they make another one because at some point they need to sit down and look at the numbers and realize it's not economically smart to keep making those things that last like two days that other than that, other than that <laughs> i'm done mike go ahead i'm done i was gonna say like they kind of shot their wad on the first movie i mean this the very first movie of the original trilogy this thing blows up planets uh, what other weapon can you possibly make that's going to be bigger or more terrifying than that already it's so they kind of just keep reusing the same well the same plot device i guess yeah well that's yeah. that's like my biggest problem with this they invent this new weapon that makes no goddamn sense it needs to eat a star and then <laughs> after it eats a star it can blow up all the planets in that solar system dude you already ate the star in that solar system life You're on that solar die. system's yep. over <laughs> yeah. josh are we missing something here or is this not like a huge 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 terrible plot no plot? i've I think it all gets made up for when it actually hits and destroys planets. When it shows all the people on the no. city like looking on, like oh, 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 oh. and what's clearly Coruscant, <laughs> rebel, 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 like, rebel, rebel. JJ just like blows up Coruscant. <laughs> like fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. But I yeah, just, they just gotta blow stuff up, man. That 
it's another thing. It's just, it's exactly like that traitor stormtrooper having that weapon. It's just to show a cool thing on screen. But I can, I can be so forgiving. Like there, there's so many like on the nose, on the nose, like references, like, like a lot of them take place in the millennium Falcon too. Like this is a rescue and they hide in like the compartment bay, like the chest, like the training ball. Chewy. But like, <laughs> but when they like get around that little like map projection thing and they pull up a Death Star and they pull up a bigger Death Star <laughs> next to it, it's like Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Yes. Well, they even like, kind of poke fun of it when Han it. Solo's like, "There's always a way to blow one of these things up." Yeah, yeah, and it's I apparently like, driving down a trench, just like the first one. <laughs> like it's so unoriginal. Yeah. It's another Death Star. I wish that were the case, Major. This was the Death Star. And this is Starkiller Base. So it's big. How is it possible to power a weapon of that size? Any other I mean, what what, if we open... what would you have wanted them to... I don't know. What would you have wanted it to be, I guess? I mean, you, I, I, once yeah. you go from like, blowing up said, planets, we, there's we, not really much else you can go past that. <laughs> no, no. There's But there's like an original story here where <laughs> Luke is the MacGuffin, like... The first order needs to get to Luke first because, like, fuck, we saw what rogue Jedi's can do, and the Resistance needs to get to Luke first because, oh, it's like our best friend slash our brother slash probably raised dad. Like that would all make sense. Like this whole like Star Killer Death Star is just so shoehorned in and doesn't make any. Like, I don't get why that's a plot point at all. Power. Why is everybody going after Luke now? It's been like thirty years. Why? Why this weekend? Are they going after? Because Luke? there's been an there's been <laughs> an awakening. They all had a free weekend. Mikey. They all had a free weekend. <laughs> all those plan, all their plans finally lined up. Did you not feel the awakening? Just got woke. No. I mean, I, you I have mean, to suspend your disbelief. So, so much that stuff is this, never explained. This plot is like a war that's coming to a head at the moment that we dive in, and I think that explains a lot of why everything's kind of happening quickly. But just to get kind of go full circle, like. Another thing that was like two on the nose was just hiding a droid and then like, or hiding a map or something important in a droid that has to be delivered. And the plans and the droid. Yeah, it's the exact. Can you just email that? Same. Where's the. <laughs> just Google Drive, drop that. This took place a long time ago, dude. A at hyperspeed, you can't, you can't email that? Dropbox. Uh, box.com you could use the file was too big <laughs> again it's like email so they run <laughs> they run all right let's we gotta we gotta keep this this bitch moving any other final notes any other last notes anything we didn't bring up I, just, want to talk just a real quick thing i saw on imdb i don't know make what it make of it what you will but you know like when kylo's like blindly worshiping that mask and he's talking to him and he's like i can't uh, i won't do this again i'm sorry blah, blah, blah. i mean did he not know that Darth Vader turned good in the end? Did, did Luke not tell him? He's like blindly talking to it like he was an evil. Brett, we've talked about this in person. This oh. has a very good explanation. Oh, I haven't talked to Go anybody ahead. about this movie, so you're wrong. Maybe you don't remember, but I think he says, I will finish what you started right after he gets done saying he doesn't want to be seduced by the light side. So, I mean, I thought that was pretty clear. That he knew. Okay. 
I I always kind of just assumed that it was like propaganda and like no one knew for sure what had happened with Luke and Darth Vader and all that shit. But he's like, Han Solo's son. I mean, yeah, Ray, do, he's, right, like, Ray doesn't even know if these people are real. Like there's yeah. a lot of fake news going around. But Leia, but Leia and Han news. had a son named Ben and he would know. True. I, I, they, I believe that's I the most important you. story. I agree with you. But, but not if he's been like being brainwashed by these other people for the last however many years like i can see how that would be like maybe something that he isn't sure about so like he why would he believe what he wants to believe and think that he he was never turned back or whatever i mean i just think he flat out says i don't want to be turned to the light side like you were forgive me i feel it again the pull to the light Supreme Leader senses it. Show me again the power of the darkness. And I will let nothing stand in our way. Show me. Grandfather. And I will finish what you started. I see that now. I mean, fair. I don't know if it's, it's like, fair. you know, proven or anything, but I, it's a little I, crazy no. to talk to the uh, mask. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little crazy. <laughs> how did he find that mask? And how did that one chick, the old chick, get the lightsaber? That's a story for another time. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> That's a story for another media that you need to buy from us. <laughs> Two books and a comic to find out. <laughs> Any other final notes? Yeah, just another unexplained thing is why did R2-D2 wake up like at precisely the right moment? Um, why can't Rey go anywhere without her staff dildo? And also... <laughs> yeah, come on. What? It's a, it's a kid's stick. movie. <laughs> come on, Josh. You just defended the guy who says he's glad Carrie Fisher's dead. Come on, you can't do that. Yeah, it's, I, I crossed the line. <laughs> and then I hate the helicopter shot that's the very last part of the movie. All it does is take me out of the movie and make me think of how long Daisy Ridley had to have had her hand extended. Had to stand there. Yeah, her hand <laughs> that extended. Whole, that like, whole that last scene is pretty bad. That last scene is terrible. Just it's not a very stares. natural interaction between no, two humans. not at all. You just stare and stare and stare. <laughs> well, if there's no other final notes, let's go into reviewing the film. If this is your first episode of Spoilers... We keep it binary, yes or no, and then we aggregate what everyone says. Uh, I'll go first because uh, I got a P, and so let's go. Uh, <laughs> let you guys sort it out after that. Uh, it's a soft yes for me. Uh, like I said, the Star Killer base plot line, like that, really, really bothers me. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense in like the context of the story, and it feels like shoehorned in to have another point of nostalgia for the audience, but. Every other element of this movie works to some extent for me. Like the cast is great. We didn't really talk about like the blending of the practical and visual effects. Like this movie is like a return to what I love in movies, which is like practical effects with like the cutting edge of digital technology. So it looks great. The cast is great. I can see why people don't like it, but for me, it's it's, it's still a yes with some bad writing. Uh, 
Let's go around the horn. Brett, Jordan, Josh, Mikey. All right. Um, I give this a solid yes. Not, you know, it's not raging or soft or anything, but uh, <laughs> pretty much <laughs> everything starts, uh, pretty much everything Pappy said makes sense to me. I, a Starkiller base doesn't bother me to me. It just, they're trying to show that they have power and, you know, it's not like the best star. It doesn't, it, it can be like really far away and destroy multiple planets and not just one. It's button. even better. It is even better. And it's still equally easy to destroy, obviously, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I, there, I mean, I used, yeah, I like this movie and I'm looking forward to the second one. So I'm good. Solid. Yes. Oh yeah. It's going to be a solid yes for me as well. Uh, to me, if I think that the star Wars series generally is pretty, uh, re- pretty much re- required viewing um, for anyone that likes movies and to not see like the next installment in the series is uh, is a mistake. So, I mean, it's a definite yes. I would recommend it to anybody. Um, obviously it does have its flaws and I hope that they do their best to put some more originality in the next uh, million star Wars movies that they do <laughs> uh, whenever they end up releasing all of them. Um, but yeah, it's a, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's a fun movie um, and yeah, a, a good installment. I think uh, a good way to bring it back from 30 years of slumber. Yeah, I mentioned a huge problem with that lightsaber scene earlier, but overall that lightsaber scene brought you right back to the original trilogy. And it was actually a fight with like passion and rage and just like some rawness to it. And I was so glad no one did like a flip or like a jump twist for no apparent reason. And like... <laughs> I thought that was really well done. Another thing that I didn't get into earlier was Kylo Ren. I don't understand why he didn't just crush Rey at the end. He had this power where he could freeze things in place. And they set it up at the beginning of the movie where he even freezes a blaster beam. And it's really cool looking, but it shows like he has great power and he could just like stop anyone at any time. Yeah, but they, he did say we need to find her the longer we wait, the more powerful she'll get. So, I know it's kind of like ridiculous, but she was becoming more powerful according to Kylo Ren. So that's true, but I don't think he. It's not like he tried and she rebuffed it. He just tried to stab her he over was, and over. He was also injured and he was borderline losing his mind at the time. Hey, this is my yes or no right now. Oh yeah, sorry. You bust. <laughs> you busted me out earlier. I no, wanted to return. No, the you labor. have. You have good. You have good points. I still think the way I do, but that is true. Um. But, but regardless, that scene overall was still awesome. And this movie is, it's not like a raging yes. It's its a flaccid yes, but it's like a yes with stripes on the dong. Like like Tim Burton. <laughs> hmm. Tim Burton, right? Right, Mikey? Yeah. Yep. And then one last thing. I think this hmm. Star Wars movie is going to be the like best one we'll ever see again i think this series is just going to get more and more about the money and releasing one every year and it's going to get shittier and shittier and they put a lot they had a lot of time and put a lot of resources into making sure it started good but i think they have a lot to prove going forward uh i wouldn't say i'm a star wars fan at all really i would say i'm a casual watcher but i would give this a solid yes um, I think it it's a pretty tight script f- 
from start to finish. It moves at a pretty quick pace, even though it is like two and a half hours long. It's a very long movie, but it is uh, action-packed throughout the entire thing. And uh, like Pep said, the combination of practical effects and special effects are probably the best we've seen in, in a while, especially in a Star Wars movie. Um, uh, the writing could be better, but, uh, I mean, I, I just, there's a lot left unexplained, but I guess there was a lot left unexplained in all of the movies anyways. I mean, they're all, they're all just like kind of, I don't know, George Lucas isn't the greatest person to be behind this franchise in the first place, so... When J.J. Abrams took it over, it was nice to see his take on it, but I don't know. It's it's hard to move on from a a, a Death Star to like a different kind of <laughs> a different kind of evil that could potentially wipe out another planet. It's like where do you move on from a Death Star? I don't know. It's they kind of like wrote themselves into a corner thirty years ago. But I enjoyed the movie. I think more stuff will be explained and unexplained in the next movie. But uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. And I wish they had made a Poe Dameron movie instead of a Han Solo movie. I love that call. So that's five yeses. And we have one more clip to play from uh, Stevie. (laughs) From Stevie. (laughs) In Disneyland. Uh, let's play that voicemail. If you want to leave us a voicemail, it's nine zero three seven seven six four five zero seven. Play that voicemail. Hey gang, it is I, Stevie, your host, who is now in Disney World, not being able to record with you guys on this magnificent movie that everyone loves but me, which is Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Oh man, oh man, where to begin with this movie? I think I know where the problem lies with my opinion on this movie because I took the day off work and I took my mom to see this movie and she had never seen any of the Star Wars. And I kept pumping myself up up like talking about all these things that I love about it and you know what the force was, you know, light, you know, versus the dark side, you know, Luke and Leia, Han Solo, Chewie, how terrible the prequels were. I think that's what got me really pumped up for the movie. I think that's how I misjudged it when I first saw it. Rewatching it, you begin to see that it's a very cookie-cutter, flawed film. First, I honestly think seeing it in the theaters and seeing it at home is a far different experience. I think like 98% of the movies should be seen in the theaters, and this is one of them. But um, you kind of see that they're towing this line of... You know, we want to get, you know, we want to get all the old fans excited, you know, all the old stuff that was awesome. While also towing the line of, this is what's kind of new, but not really, because it's the exact same thing. So what they're do- it, they, they took no risks in The Force Awakens. It's just this cookie-cutter tow line of, you know, they never went two feet in. It was always one foot in, one foot out of, you know, uh, how does that say this? Leia and Han Solo's in it, Chewie's in it, they show the Millennium Falcon. When Han Solo's talking about, it's true, it's all true, it's a harken back to the 70s movies that actually do hold up. Um, and it just seems like they 
tried to just cookie. This is the Peter Frampton album of all the Star Wars movies, just because they took zero risks whatsoever. It's very cookie cutter, and they just hit the things that people love. I just want to say, see you, gang. I am on my way to Epcot right now to tour, to do uh, the bar crawl around the world. Um, this will probably be the last thing I remember for the day. So have a fun day. I know I will. I don't get the Peter Frampton ripping on. I mean, ooh, baby, I love your way. That's a jam. Are we listening to that right now? Can you hit that, Pat? <laughs> I was I was listening to do you do with the voice box. <laughs> How the hell did he come up with Peter Frampton? I feel like he got cut halfway through that analogy, then gave up. Slept <laughs> <laughs> it out there. It, it came up organically, yeah, like, guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so it's five yeses, one no. It deserves uh, a what no. Food. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I'm fine with that. It shouldn't be a six yes movie, that's for sure. So, so what food is that? Five yeses. Oh, it's like whiskey with a fly in it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we like to stick to milk-based analogies? (laughs) (laughs) Melty ice cream. I don't know. Yeah, that's about right. So, for trivia today. We're debuting a new game called What Made More. Uh, this is your first episode of Spoilers. The winner of this trivia game will get to pick next week's movie and host that episode. Uh, so today we'll be doing a single elimination 50-50 shot game focusing on movies that were out when Star Wars was also out. A Star Wars movie. So I'll give you The weekend, a film another film uh and you have to tell me which movie made more domestically that weekend uh it'll make more sense once we get to it but the order will be josh mikey brett then jordan i believe should be last single elimination miss one you're done wow thanks for putting me up there up front (laughs) so josh you're first the weekend was the weekend of january 13th 2017 film a was rogue one and had been out for five weeks film b was sing which had been out for four weeks which made more money in the united states that weekend rogue one at five weeks or sing at four weeks rogue one incorrect josh has been eliminated sing made 19 million dollars what is sing sing made 19 million dollars that weekend Rogue One made $16 million that weekend. Sing is an animated movie from DreamWorks with a pig and oh, a frog. Okay. Who yeah, start, okay. like a, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mikey, you're up next. The weekend was June 7th, 2002. Attack of the Clones was in its fourth week in, fe- in theaters. And The Sum of All Fears was in its second week in theaters. Mm. What made more money? Attack of the Clones or The Sum of All Fears? Clones? Incorrect. <laughs> Mikey has been eliminated. The sum of all fears made $19 million. Attack of the Clones made $14 million. Mikey, if now, everyone Brett, gets eliminated, we could... If you miss this question, Jordan has had the easiest packed path to victory of all <laughs> Wait, time. Wait, someone has to get a right answer, right? No? 
Nope. <laughs> what? What? Press. Yes. It was the weekend of June 10th, 2005. The Revenge of the Sith was in its fourth weekend in theaters. And The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl in 3D was premiering at the box office that weekend. What made more money, Revenge of the Sith or The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl? I actually had Jacob Lautner in it. I don't know how I know that. Um... (laughs) <laughs> Taylor Lautner. I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad. That was embarrassing. Uh, um, Star Wars. Correct! Star Fuck. Wars Revenge of the Sith made $14 million. The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl <laughs> debuted that weekend in North America at $12 million. Now, Jordan, yes. it is up to you. You must get this question right to survive. It was the weekend of January 8th, 2016. The Force Awakens was in its fourth weekend, and The Revenant was in its third weekend. What made more money? Oof. Um, I'm going to say The Force Awakens. That weekend, The Revenant made $39 million, and The Force Awakens made $42 million. Ah. Ooh, yeah, long. all right. <laughs> still in the game. Back to Brett. Slow roller. Brett, it was the weekend of June 17th, 1983. Return of the Jedi was entering its fourth weekend in theaters, and Superman 3 was entering its first weekend in theaters. Brett, what made more money? June seventeenth through the nineteenth in nineteen eighty. Return of Jedi. And your ah. winner <laughs> and next host, Jordan Long. Uh Superman three made thirteen million dollars that weekend, beating Return of the Jedi, which made eleven oh. million dollars. Dang. One bonus question. Uh the weekend was August third. 1990, Young Guns 2 was debuting <laughs> at the box office versus Ghost in its fourth weekend. Jordan, what made more, Young Guns 2 or Ghost? Young Guns 2. Ghost. Nope, it was Fuck. Ghost, but you still win. <laughs> Shit. Dang, why well, wanted it. Whew, it's been a while. Let's kick it off to while. Spoiler Man and do the plugs, and we'll come back. We'll get Jordan's pick Twitter. for his next week movie. <laughs> Sorry. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme. Our number is 903-776-4507. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Please don't forget to leave us a review by searching for movie spoilers, clicking on the cereal bowl, select the reviews tab, and leave us some stars and some words. That was spoilers. Also, thank you to the band Spoilers for letting us use their song, Nothing. You can find them on all social media platforms as We Are Spoilers, and there's a link in the episode description. Jordan, what do you got? Uh, I'm trying to decide between two right now. Um, well, you just had all of the plugs to decide, so. I 
know. It was such a long uh, pause that we took there. <laughs> Let me decide. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I, had a movie I think. Ready yeah, shouldn't you have a movie I've, ready? I've, Were you expecting I've got not a list to win? written down? I never expect to win. I haven't won in months, Josh. I have like a, I have a list, and then oh man, I'm I've got a, I've got a list. I just don't have them ranked in priority order. Jordan, oh. do you, do you have time to host? He's like crossing off Swiss Family Robinson. Uh, we're gonna do a Stevie special, and it's gonna be The Departed. Oh, oh my oh. god. <laughs> That movie's good. Exactly. Don't you exactly. remember? Don't you remember when I watched? We watched it, Josh. I stormed out of there. I was so mad. <laughs> I can't wait now. I'm so happy. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Good. But you still liked it. But yeah, it's whatever. a great movie. But I was so mad. It's like about your people, though, right? Yeah, kind of. Then Irish. Then fight Irish. Thanks for listening. That was spoilers. I'm either really hungover or I broke my toe. Or both.